But if you just wait for her to initiate and she has this annoyance about it and you're never working together as a team to create comfort around it, it's never going to become comfortable. And even if she does initiate every once in a while, it's still not going to feel fulfilling because you're still going to be walking on eggshells like, oh, when is she going to initiate again? I never know when I'll have it again because you're just putting all the power in her hands. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Let's talk about sex conversations today because I'm always telling you guys, talk about your sex life, talk about your sex life, talk about it, talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And some of you just have the simple response of, well, she never wants to talk about it and she never wants to have it. So of course she never wants to talk about it. And where does that leave me? What am I supposed to do then? And I think there's this assumption that having a sex talk has to mean that you're having sex consistently or you're not having any sex or um or that it has to be very explicit um it has to be an explicit conversation that's that's about like desires and toys and it doesn't have to be those things in fact it probably shouldn't if you're not having sex you don't want to jump into all this this whole uncomfortable topic that you're not even exploring together you need to start more about having conversations that have to do with your connection or your romance or even just bringing up hints of like hey remember that time when we had sex and we did this <laughs> like being able to acknowledge that that was at least a part of your life or hey i was thinking about this what are your thoughts you know like it could be very random and this was a tip that actually helped a lot of you the other day when i shared it on instagram i said you know a way that you can bring up a sex topic that you feel awkward about that you feel is also out of the blue because you and your partner are never talking about it is to say literally say hey, this is so random, but I was thinking the other day about when we had sex last and when you did this and that was that was so hot. I was just thinking about it all morning. Or even if it's not a compliment, even if it's just like, hey, I was just like, I was thinking how, you know, we say that we both like our sex life or love our sex life, but we're, we're hardly prioritizing it. Why do you think that is? You know, that's another open to a conversation that can be random because you can literally say hey this is random but and that's a good way to start having these conversations because if you're not having sex and this is an awkward topic um you're never gonna it's never gonna feel fluid to start a conversation like this it's never gonna feel natural it will feel a little awkward and that's okay it may feel random that's okay it probably has to be random to get it started right 
So I actually saw this um, to help structure different types of conversations around your sex life that aren't all super explicit or about what makes you horny or the things you want to know that she wants you to do in bed because that's a lot right like that's a lot to talk about especially randomly if she's not prepared for it so i found this uh post that was shared by justin lee miller um who's a sex researcher he's awesome he has really great content definitely follow him but i i actually shared it to my instagram the other day And what he posted was the five conversations about sex you should be having. And here's how he broke the five conversations up. He said, number one is acknowledgement. Number two, connection. Number three, desire. Number four, pleasure. And number five, exploration. So let's tap into each of these a little bit just to show you that you can have conversations that kind of ease into the more advanced stuff, so to speak. So number one, acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is a type of conversation where um, Justin Justin Lee Miller wrote, sex is a thing we do together and it's okay to talk about it. So acknowledgement is pretty much just acknowledging the fact that you do it. And that could be in a brief comment that can be in the, hey, this is random, but like, why haven't we been having sex much lately? I know we both love it. You know, that's an acknowledgement. Hey, I've been thinking, I realize this, right? You're acknowledging it. You're bringing it into the, you're bringing it up into the picture because you know it's important to you. So whether you're doing it, whether you're not doing it, to acknowledge sex is to just simply bring it up in conversation because it matters to you and you can't be afraid to do this guys because i know there's a lot of you who feel like oh if i bring it up she'll get annoyed she never wants to have it i just wait for her to initiate but if you just wait for her to initiate and she has this annoyance about it and you're never working together as a team to create comfort around it it's never going to become comfortable And even if she does initiate every once in a while on a blue moon, like it's not going to feel, it's still not going to feel fulfilling because you're still going to be walking on eggshells like, oh, when is she going to initiate again? I never know when I'll have it again. Because you're just putting all the power in her hands. That's not fair. You guys are a team. You can't put all the power in one person's hands. You have to be able to talk about it together. And that can start with simple acknowledgement. That doesn't have to be a wild, crazy conversation. It's just bringing something up gauging response having a mini conversation about it it could even be 10 seconds because that acknowledgement of 10 seconds where even if you're like hey remember last time we had sex and you did that it was so hot and she's just like "Ah, yeah it was that's something that's what i'm talking about this isn't about having a long hour-long conversation where you're sitting at the table staring at each other having this serious talk all right there are times for that and that is sometimes appropriate but that's not the acknowledgement part that we're talking about now. So think of, I'm trying to get you to think of it as something you can easily do that doesn't even always require um, a, a lengthy reaction from her. It's just you're acknowledging it. You're bringing it up. You're showing that you are in this together and that you can initiate the topic too. It's not always about her, okay? And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be about one or the other. All right, so number two out of the five conversations about sex you should be having from Justin Lee Miller's post is connection. And 
what he wrote was what you and your partner need to do in order to feel close to one another. So what do you and your partner need to do in order to feel close to one another? So this is about maybe initiating, hey, we should do, we should do this um, this weekend. It would be good for us to connect. It can be you asking a question to her of, hey, when do you feel most connected to me? When do you feel we're, we're best connected, we're most connected? What do we do that makes you feel most connected? What do I say to you that makes you feel connected to me? What do I help you with that makes you feel connected? So notice this also isn't some explicit sexual conversation. It's about your connection as a couple. And this is important because if she's not feeling connected to you, she's most likely not going to um, crave you. That's usually how it is. And maybe, yeah, when she's horny, but in an emotional level, no, she's not going to crave you. So you want to make sure that you're constantly building connection. You want to make sure that you're feeling connected to her. You can even, even you saying things to her, like, I don't feel, I haven't felt connected to you lately. I think if we did this, it would help. You know, um... Hey, I've been thinking about it, and lately I think we could really use some work on our connection as a couple. What are your thoughts? So even you bringing up, hey, this is this has been on my mind lately. I haven't been feeling connected to you, and I don't like feeling that way. So you're not making it about sex, because this is not just about sex, all right? This leads to more sex, but it's not about sex. It's about connection. And if you're one of the guys that's like, well, sex makes me feel connected then I would start with something else besides sex because to use that as the only means of you feeling connected is not going to be, you're not going to get a good reaction from her if you guys aren't in a comfortable place sex-wise, okay? So um, holding you close, running errands with you, laying in bed and talking for 10 minutes before we fall asleep, cooking a meal together, going for a walk in between work meetings, Um, going to the gym together and talking about it afterward, like having coffee together. It could be anything, Um, but you have to know what makes you feel connected and you want to find out from her what makes her feel connected to you because this connection is going to make you crave each other desire-wise on an emotional level and a physical level. Okay, but you need the emotional connection. And if it's lacking, which in many cases it is, and this is why the sex life is lacking, then um, because the way I see connection personally is couples who are very comfortable, who who are consistently feeling connected to their partner, consistently feel comfortable with their partner expressing their needs and expressing their true thoughts and feelings, right? I know when I'm feeling really connected to my boyfriend, I feel like I can be more, not more honest, because it's not like I'm not honest, um, but I feel like I can express myself in a safe way that that allows him to know that I that I'm coming from this place of loving him and caring about him and caring about us. It's just like a safer feeling when I'm feeling really connected. I feel like I could just tell him anything, um, no matter how difficult it may come across, and then we'll tackle it as a team because we're connected. If I'm not feeling connected, I don't feel so safe being vulnerable. And it's scarier to have certain conversations. 
I'll still have them, but it doesn't feel as safe and it feels a little rocky. It's not as comfortable. And the more and more you have that feeling of discomfort, the harder it will be to connect. So you have to know what makes you feel connected, what makes her feel connected to you. All right. All right, let's go to number three. So the third conversation about having sex you should be having is desire. So Justin Lee Miller says, desire, what it is that turns you and your partner on. So this is where we get into a little more um, explicit conversation, right? Like what turns you on? Now we're, now we're getting more obviously sexual. So this is a conversation that's, that's leading um, towards arousal and sex specifically pleasure um so so it's bringing things up like in the in the random way i think that random tip is really going to help a lot of you because i think there's so many of you that feel like your sex life is non-existent and you feel awkward bringing up this conversation so um you know, you could even say, hey, I was reading this article. I was reading this book. I was on Steph's Instagram. I listened to her podcast. You know, like use this as an excuse for for why it's a good conversation to bring up. Um, even sharing something to your partner like, hey, I was just, I was thinking about it and I feel like some of my desires um, have changed. Like the other day, this really turned me on when we were hanging out and you were doing this. Or... Um, or if it's a more sensitive topic, then asking her, hey, I'm not, um, I feel like I used to really have a good idea of what turned you on. And I feel like maybe, maybe um, that changed a little bit. And I'm wondering if you, like, if you could explain it to me, you know, like what, like being open and being okay with like, hey, I used to be really confident knowing what turns you on. And now it seems like, you know, I'm not so confident. I think it's because we don't talk about this and our bodies change. I mean, I know my desires have changed over time. And um, and yeah, I'm just wondering like what turns you on most at this point in time and seeing where that conversation goes. Um, even saying something like, like, hey, does this turn you on anymore when I do this? And being okay with hearing no, because that may hurt your ego, but you have to understand that, like I just said, our bodies are changing, our minds are changing, and um, we have to we have to be open to the idea that our partner is growing and evolving sexually, and if we haven't had a close connected sexual relationship with them, then we may be out of the loop in terms of what turns them on. And that's good information to know. You want to know that, right? Because it's going to help your sex life. So don't avoid questions that are going to be very direct around finding out the truth, even if it hurts your feelings in the moment, because it might, you know, Um, your partner may say like, no, I'm not really into that anymore. And maybe that was the most confident way you knew how to turn them on. And that makes you angry in a way or frustrates you. You can't let it frustrate you or make you angry. You just have to get clearer around, okay, what is it now that turns you on? And okay, so to be clear, if I did this, that would be a good way to to get you feeling more in the mood or feeling more um, desire for me. Um, desire for our sex life to get to maybe increase a little bit 
Um, and you can ask questions like that. So, so yeah, I think another good excuse for bringing up this type of question would be playing some type of couples game where you just ask questions to each other. So there's like a variety of questions. Some of them are sexual, some are not. And um, if you look up 36 questions to love, um, it is a Psychology Today article. Really good. I'm always recommending it to my clients. But check out those questions. They're they're a mix of the beginning ones are more beginner style questions. And then as they get towards as you get towards the the 36th question, they become more intimate and more intense questions. So that's a good place as a couple to start, you know, exploring each other sexually and romantically and as a partnership if you haven't done so in a while. Even if you have done so, it's still a great list of questions. All right, let's go to number four, the fourth conversation about sex that you should be having based on Justin Lee Miller's post. He said, what do each of you need in order to feel good? And how do you express this during sex? Okay, so after you've had the conversation about desire, like what puts you in the mood? By the way, guys, going back to desire, I think a lot of women would agree that they need more help from their man and a lot of women especially new moms are exhausted and they need more help than they're getting and they just simply don't have the energy to to be sexual um maybe their body has changed so they don't feel sexy and they're going through this whole mental transition as well as a physical one so it's a lot um if she's had kids and then body image issues arose because of the kids maybe she had issues before the kids and it just got worse so there's so much going on there and that can be a really difficult conversation but when she says she needs help like you have to understand how exhausting it is and i don't know because i'm not a mom but i do hear from women and the main complaint is you know if he was if he were to help me and not make all of our connection about sex, I would be able to take a breath and actually get to the point of being turned on. So if she says, I just need more help with the kids, don't simply say, okay. Ask her, what would that look like if I helped you more with the kids? Like, would, would that mean an extra hour a day? Would that mean putting them to bed? And would that mean giving them baths? What exactly do you want me to do to help you with them? Should I ask you day by day, how do you want me to help today? You know, get super clear. And this is what I mean by asking the right questions to your partner to get very clear answers for you and for your partner so that you feel like you're on track and you feel like you know what you're asking and giving, okay? So going back to four, which is pleasure, how, um, what do each of you need in order to feel good and how do you express it during sex? Um, so this is this is talking sorry the dog is running around in the background it's really cute and distracting all right so this has to do with what not only turns her on but what gets her off okay so having this pleasure conversation is very important this is probably the the biggest one to put your ego aside because um I, I just I know a lot of women who are married who are still faking orgasms because they don't want it to last that long. Um, they don't want to have sex because they don't feel like they're taken care of most of the time. 
and their man is not asking them, hey, am I giving you orgasms? Are you sexually satisfied when we have sex? Do you enjoy our sex life? Because as I mentioned before, those could be scary questions to ask. You really got to put your ego aside because you're going to get butt hurt if you don't. And you're not going to want to ask these questions if you have any insecurity around your performance or around your, um, your, just you being a lover in general. So you have to put that aside because you have to realize most women are not enjoying the sex that they're, I shouldn't say most women, but many women um, who are not craving sex or not wanting sex are not enjoying sex. And that's why they're not making it a priority. You know, there's a reason they're not prioritizing it. Sometimes it's pain and they don't want to tell you about it or they have and you guys haven't figured a solution. Sometimes it's body image and she's not figuring out a solution, right? Um, Sometimes it's her not, a lot of the times it's her not having an orgasm and not actually feeling pleasure. And it just, especially with kids, it just is this thing where it's like, why even do it? Like we're not connected emotionally. I don't feel close to him. The kids are draining the energy out of me. I don't have energy for sex because, you know, there's why prioritize sex at this point? I'm not getting anything from it. It's all for him. And he's not even helping me enough with the kids. So see how that from her perspective, you know, rewind this and make sure you listen to it from that type of perspective and knowing how important it is to ask your woman directly, are you feeling pleasured in our sex life? Is there any way I can pleasure you better Um, or help bring you, is there any way I can help give you more orgasms? Okay. So it's not, it's not up to you. It's, I mean, it's not 100% up to you. It's up to her to be able to say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not enjoying our sex. I'm not feeling pleasure, but it's a very, very hard for a woman to tell a man that because men get so, so upset by it and they will either rage, they will give the silent treatment. And to her, it's just, that's not even worth it. It's just like, all right, just fake it and like get this over with. So you both have to be more communicative in terms of this is why I'm not prioritizing it because this is what I'm not getting and this is what I feel I need, you know? And then for you to be like, I'm sorry, I haven't been helping you with that. I didn't realize you haven't been orgasming. Um, Please tell me in the future so that I know and so that I feel like you want to prioritize sex Um, and... I'm going to do better next time. And here's how I would love for you to pleasure me. So it's having that conversation that feels a little scary and is a little uncomfortable, sometimes very uncomfortable, but just think about all the conversations you've had with someone that were really deep, emotional, like tough conversations and how much stronger you and that person came out on the other side. All right. So it's worth it. Think about anything in your life that you went into feeling like, oh, fuck, like this is here we go. Like this is so hard for me to do, but I'm going to do it. Like you felt proud of yourself, right? Like even if it didn't go well, you felt proud for standing up for yourself or standing up for your relationship or your sex life. So it's important to have these conversations, especially if you want more sex and you want it to be fulfilling and you want to feel connected to your partner at the same time. All right, number five, the fifth conversation about sex you should be having. 
Justin Lee, Justin Lee Miller says exploration is the fifth. And that description is what do each of you want to try next? What's the next stop on your sexual journey? All right. So this is once you're having sex and you want to keep it spicy and you want to keep it um, you want to continue exploring because as I mentioned, the body changes, the minds, the mind changes. So you may be open to different things, even in a matter of like six to eight months, right? Where it's like, you know what? I never thought I'd be into this, but I kind of am. And to have all these conversations beforehand, one, two, three, and four, you're that much more, um, as I mentioned before, safe. You feel that much safer having a conversation about exploration with your partner because it's like, all right, we're a team. They got my back. I got theirs. This is easy to talk about. We talk about sex consistently. So this isn't that crazy to tell them that I'm interested in trying something. I trust them. I love them. They trust me. They love me, right? So you strengthened your conversation level and your bond over the course of these first four steps And that's why when it comes to exploration, which is the conversation most people are most afraid of, it it becomes easier because you've done the the prereqs, right? And think of this whole thing in literal steps. Like if you're not having any sex conversations at all, start with number one. Just start randomly acknowledging, all right? Then work on the connection. Then start talking about turn-ons. Then dig into the pleasure, right? And then at that point, Hopefully you are bringing sex more into your life as an act that you take part in together and then you can explore. Um, And even if your sex life is good, you know, I've been talking a lot through this podcast with the assumption that you're not having sex because that is most of my audience and why most of you listen to my show. But there are some of you who just want to better your sex life. You're having sex and you just want to make it better and stronger. So exploration is is really important, but also remember that it's not everything and you don't always have to be changing up the type of sex you're having. What you have to do is you have to continuously communicate about the sex you're having. You don't have to change it. If you're wanting to change something or you're wanting to add something into the picture, cool. You can have that conversation about it and see where your partner's at and what you could do together to make a little change, try something new, but to change up your your routine or to even try that new thing is not necessarily that something not necessarily something that always has to happen um it's also something that may not happen at all depending on your kink or your fetish or something you want to try in bed right because it may not pass your partner's um comfortability test so um yeah and something else is I have a client of mine who is who loves to explore and he loves the newness and the excitement and what I'm actually doing is trying to get him more comfortable with the mundane and to to make the mundane sex which is just like typical average type sex or um for and for him I mean that looks different for everyone but for him you know it's missionary it's it's that passionate type of sex Um, it's just being close, you know, one position, um, lots of kissing, right. And, and teaching him that that's, that can be just as exciting and 
to look at the areas of what makes that type of sex um, exciting for him and kind of create this new picture of like, like this is how we can make the mundane great. So sometimes it's even realizing, hey, I feel like I always have to chase, chase, chase this newness and this excitement, but how can I appreciate the mundane more? And if you're if you're so used to having the same type of sex all the time, then do the opposite. How can I bring, if, even if I'm scared or nervous or I've never tried anything else, how can what would be the smallest step outside my comfort zone of something to try? Right, and maybe it's maybe it's just handcuffs, and you're just handcuffing her to the bed, and that's your move. That's your one step to try something a little new, and for you both to have a different experience. You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, Maybe it's lighting candles. Maybe it's making a sex playlist and playing it during sex, right? Doesn't have to be crazy. Just explore, play around with the senses, right? Playing music, having candles that smell really nice, um, using a lot more touch, maybe with her with a blindfold, right? Playing with sight and, and sound. So, So yeah, that's a way to explore. Always think of it in steps, guys. Just as I just explained to for exploration to be in little steps, what's what's the step a little bit outside your comfort zone? That's what you want to start with, right? Just as this these five conversations about sex you should be having, one to five, they're steps. They get a little more intense and erotic as you go down the scale. So if you're not um, having sex at all, start at number one and then get to the point of feeling safe and comfortable to explore a little bit once you get there. But I hope this conversation, um, I hope this, <laughs> this episode um, was helpful about conversations. And, and yeah, I just, I want you guys to know and leave with the message of you should always be talking about sex. All right. And that doesn't mean you have to sit down at your table and have a serious talk about why you're not having it. These conversations can be tiny. They could be like a minute long. They could be 10 seconds long, right? And they don't have to be big and scary. They can be, hey, I was thinking about this. What are your thoughts? Bam, you have a little conversation. That's it. So it's important to talk about it, whether it's good and whether it's bad. Talk about your sex life and it will improve. Okay, guys, that is it for today. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.